Welcome to Coffee and a Conversation. My name is Director Marcus Rodriguez of Long Branch Public Schools, Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and we are pleased to co-host today with Senior Chris Humana. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm super good. You know why I'm super good? Because today we have none other than Mr. Reggie Dabbs that uh, really needs no introduction, but I'm going to let him do some introduction and tell the world, uh, tell the community of Long Branch who he is and what he just finished doing for us here was such a blessing, don't you think? Yeah. It was a great story. And now we're going to lead to you, Reggie Dabbs. Awesome, awesome. It's good to be with you guys today. I just finished the seniors, and I think I'm getting ready to go do the eighth grade. And uh, it was a great assembly program. I speak in programs, assembly programs in public schools around the world, do about a million kids a year. And it's a message of hope, message of love, and it's a message of you cannot change your past, but you can change your future. Listen, Reggie, I think what you do is, is so important, and certainly the message today uh, hopefully got through to the seniors. Seniors, what do you think? We got some seniors in the audience. It was amazing. Oh, cool. He touched, you touched her heart. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it, especially now at a time in our country when, when um, society is so divided and so politicized and so, so angry, uh, the media is angry, right? And our kids uh, really need to hear positive messages. And I think what you did today did just that, delivered, delivered something that they really needed. And so I wanted to say thank you for that. Reggie, your, your journey uh, to get you here was such an amazing story. What do you take as, as a personal um, preparation every time you get before you get on that stage? Uh, because you are speaking to a, to a group of kids that actually are, are, all, are all about performance. So I'm, I'm interested to know what you do to prepare yourself mentally for it. I think every, every program, every school assembly program, it's, it's an honor just to be in them. And I, I knew that before COVID-19. But having months and months without speaking in front of an audience after doing it for 35 years, it, it helped me go back and remember uh, why I do what I do. I think uh, when you get familiar with something, it can become a routine or a habit. But you got to always remember, everybody has a story. Everybody in this room, every senior in the auditorium had a story. But if you're able to link your story with other people, it could change someone forever. And that's whole thing about, like, everybody uses the term social justice. Social justice is nothing but people putting other people first and, and not taking care of you but taking care of others. And I found out in that that every morning when I wake up and I go, man, it's an honor to get to speak at Long Branch High School. I'm going to do the best program that I can do. And then eighth grade come in, it's an honor to speak to these eighth graders. I'm going to do the best because somebody in that room need, needed hope this morning. And in a minute, somebody in the room is going to need hope in the eighth grade. And I have a chance to bring that hope. And you can do that every day in your life. You just got to choose. Part of your story, it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Part of your story is that you were adopted by, by your English teacher, by, by your mother's English teacher. And, and that really profoundly changed uh, your life forever. Tell us about that a little bit. I think... Um, Every, hope comes in many different ways. A lot of people want hope to come from a home. They want hope to come from mom and dad. They want hope to come from a family member. But sometimes a destiny doesn't see it that way. Sometimes hope has a different skin color. Sometimes hope can speak a different language than we even that you know. And, and that's the way it is. This morning on the news, they had one of the players for USA Soccer and I, he was, he's a black, young black man, but he was raised in a white family. 
And uh, he he said to the reporter who said, what's it like being black and playing for America with all the racism? And he said, it, it's not being black in America and all the racism. It's I grew up with an opportunity to learn and to be taught so that I can teach others. And it's a process. We're better today than we were yesterday. And hopefully a year from now, we're better than we were today. And and that's the way this is. That's the way we have to see it. We can see it as, oh, we ain't never going to win. Oh, it ain't never going to change. Or we can say, let's start one person at a time, one assembly program, one student at a time. It's the reason why I stayed and took pictures and shook hands. And if you notice, I ask people their name. What's your name? Tell me your name. Something about making it personal by knowing a kid's name, it could change anything, Chris. Yeah. Right? could change anything because I asked Chris's name when he was downstairs. I didn't even know he was doing this interview, but it's because we make it personal. I think if we choose to make it personal, that it ain't, it ain't a language, it ain't a color, it's a hope. And everybody has that in them if we just choose to let it out. Chris, what do you think about that? You were, you were sitting in the audience and not, you're getting into it at certain, at certain parts. What, what about the presentation spoke to you as a senior? Well, to me, actually, it was the songs because, like, I'm really connected with music, and it helped me get through a lot. And um, there was this one song, um, Never Gonna Give You Up by Justin Bieber, or Let Me Love You. Thank you. I've got, got it mixed up. But, yeah, it says, um, Let Me Love You, and Don't You Give Up, no, no, no. So... I take that as personal motivation to never give up because I know I got um, a journey to pursue. I have a finish line that I have to get somewhere at the end of the day. That's just good to hear a senior talk like that. It really is. And that, and that, and if, if you're an educator or a teacher in the school district and you have a senior that says those kinds of words, then you should be proud to be a part of something like that because that's not something you learn just at home. It's something you learn in your total environment. So the Long Branch should be proud of Chris. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. If it wasn't for, like, the teachers keeping me on track and stuff, I wouldn't be here right now. Like, maybe I would be doing some other stuff. But I know that I, I promised my parents that I was going to do my best I could to to make it or not even or just, like, get them somewhere because I know I have something to finish and prove. Come on. I believe it. Chris has a great story. I've known Chris uh, since he's nine years old. So I, I know I know your parents well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I've seen you growing up and, and growing up into a fine young man. You're, you're now on the football team, is that right? Yes, correct. So that has a certain uh, amount of, of leadership uh, necessity. Yeah. When you, people are watching you even when you think they're not, right? Yeah, and there's like a huge um, responsibility on your back because you're supposed to be the leader um, transforming the younger um, guys because uh, sooner or later they're going to have to take my position, which is already going to happen kind of sad about it it's a, it's a bittersweet right yeah but it, it it's uh it's generational it's 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 meant to happen right you're a senior is your final ride and i'm glad that you get to co-host this with me because uh it, it means a lot to see you have uh grown up and, and and get into this position where you're not shy anymore you used to be a shy young man yeah i used to be very shy really like, yeah if somebody came up and talked to me i would just be like just wave at them and that's it <laughs> and um it used to be bad I used to be bad kid growing up, but I was shy. Well, I don't know about bad. <sighs> you remember the things I did. You, yeah. Oh, no, we better like, let's go. Next, this is not Dr. That, Phil. That's we a different <laughs> show. That's a different show. Yeah. So, so Roger, you, you obviously have uh, grown accustomed to seeing millions of different faces and, and different stories from different kids. What is the one takeaway that you have um, 
for each of them and maybe each of them that's listening that maybe they didn't get a chance to see today's show seeing as today was uh strictly for the seniors maybe there's something you want to say to every student for long branch public schools i think every student needs to know that um it's gonna be okay you're gonna it's gonna be okay you may not and a lot of people have had things happen that they don't even know where their next breath is coming from, but somehow they catch that next breath. They don't need to know where the next meal is coming from, but somehow a piece of bread comes. They don't know what they're going to do tomorrow, but somehow they make it to the next weekend. And we just got to remember, tomorrow holds the answers to the problems that we're facing today. So whatever you're going through, just just take a deep breath and know you're going to make it. We're all going to make it. That's awesome. Thanks for that. You know, every every successful person has a network of people that really helps them get to where they are and helps maintain what they do. And you are certainly no exception to that rule. You have an entire team of people uh, that look out for you, get you where you got to be, yeah. get you on point. Um, what do you think people, young people especially, should look to as far as honing on a, on a personal level those skills, those soft, those soft skills that they'll need to to be successful and to, to network with people that will eventually get them to that open door, that open opportunity. What, what's been the secret sauce for you? I think the secret for me is I don't judge anybody until I get to know them. Because uh, I think you, you, when you meet somebody, you don't know the situation they're going through while they're frying, frowning the first time you meet them or while they're laughing the first time you meet them. But once you give, if you give people the benefit of a doubt, the world says that if you give people the benefit of a doubt, that gives them enough time to rob you or to use you, or to abuse you. But I believe if you give people the benefit of a doubt, that gives you the ability to find a friend, someone that'll be there, someone that'll stick close. So give people a chance. Give them a chance. Uh, I say it all the time that, you know, the way people act sometimes, you may think they're just rude or they're just this, but you don't know what happened before they walked in the room. You don't know what they're carrying. You don't know what happened when they come to school on Monday and they're in a bad mood. You just don't know what they saw Saturday or Sunday or where they had to hide or find a place to sleep because they couldn't go home. So you have to give people, give people a chance, give them a chance, and uh, it's going to be all right. Not everybody's going to use that chance and make you happy. You know, you've got to be vulnerable to be hurt, but you got a group of core friends that you know that no matter what they go through and what you go through, you're going to be all right. I got a couple of friends in the corner today, dude. No matter what I go through, they're going to be there. They've seen the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, and, and we're still friends. And I hope everybody gets those kinds of friends. I think you said it once, uh, maybe in one of our previous conversations, that it all, it all starts with love, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Love is the key. Uh, love is what made a 10th grade English teacher take me home. And her janitor husband say, yeah, let's raise him. So love is the key. They didn't know. Nobody knows what you're going to do or how you're going to be. But in that moment, one moment can change someone's life forever. You need to be that moment. Christian, are you ready to be that moment? Yes, I am. Because I know, like I said previously, my parents are expecting huge things from me. But I just got to take it little by little baby steps. I can't rush everything or else that's when everything is going to go wrong. Absolutely. So just got to take it little. I mean, you little. think about it. There's, what was there, five, 600 seniors in the auditorium, but you're sitting in the seat interviewing me. It's those little steps that turn into big opportunities. Not like this is a big opportunity, but you're the guy in the seat. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, so um, I was looking into your website, and Uh-oh. I saw <laughs> I saw your quote that stated, uh, you can never change your past, but you can change your future. Why does this quote mean so much to you? Yeah, because my yesterday does not qualify me to be here today. If anything, my yesterday disqualifies me because, I mean, hey, can I just tell y'all the truth? My mom slept with a man for $20 to get food for my brother and sisters. That's how I was born. So I'm a mistake. But you know what I found out? Mistakes can do good things. Yeah. All they got to do is survive. So yeah. that's why that quote's really important. That's amazing. I, I think I saw every jaw drop in the audience, and I think our hearts are touched. And more importantly, I think everyone in the audience is walking away with um, with a little uh, nugget of of love today. So I want to thank you for that, Reggie. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for definitely for, for giving your light and, and giving your love to the audiences. I mean, millions, millions of students over a span of 30-plus years. Yeah, absolutely, over 30 years. The other question is, how do you keep your stamina up? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I take naps. <laughs> I how love often? nap. Napping is good. <laughs> and you know what? This is what I do. So I guess, and, and you know, it, and all the traveling I do and everything, uh, you know, I just, I just think we were laughing the other day because I never got COVID. I've never, I've never been sick. Uh, the only time I went to the hospital was have a knee replacement surgery. Uh, I've, I've never had uh, any kind of take pills or anything. And that's just uh, kind of amazing. But I just think my wife says I was built for this to, to do this. So I'm, I'm knock on wood. I'm happy. Those conversations at home must be so amazing. Uh, you know, and you, you mentioned do, uh, your wife, do you have children yourself? I have a son. He's uh, 29 and he's, uh, he does aeronautical engineering. He's an engineer. He works on airplanes. So he has a, he's, I'll remember that the next time I'm in the air. Yeah, there it is. Somewhere. That's it. Hey, I told him, I said, if he ever comes on a plane and fixes it and I'm on the plane, I'm waiting for the next flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Christian, uh, I, I'm really interested to see and to hear your perspective. Uh, you know, you, you've gone through your, your academic career here. You're about to finish off here in your senior year. Um, and it's now almost December. Uh, so that means you got about six and a half, seven months, not yeah. to put tears in your eyes. Um, tell us about what that journey's been like for you. So it was crazy coming in, graduating from eighth grade and becoming a freshman. I said, okay, I started to a new journey, new chapter, so let me make the best of it. And then, bam, COVID hits. Everything uh, kind of fell apart for me because everything was different, trying to uh, be virtual. And then... I'm going to be honest, I lost a couple of people during the way. And that's what really, like, affected me more because I fell into, like, um, not, not like, a huge state of depression, but I felt, I felt like, empty without them because um, I never got to say my finals goodbyes or stuff like that. And, like, moving on, I was like, okay, so now they're out of the picture. I have to keep going. Even though I'm not going to be able to see them again, I'm going to still keep going, uh, make everything I can out of um, this time I have in high school. And then that's, I joined football my freshman year, and I wasn't too good at it, i am be honest. I sucked. I was benched. <laughs> I was benched um, until my senior year this year. 
I finally got um, the shot and I took, I made everything of it. So, and um, recently we went to go watch Hamilton and um, it said, I'm not throwing away my shot. And that really um, connected with me during my whole process. So now that I feel like my senior year is ending, everything's going to be different. Going into college, moving away, not being close to home. But I'm still going to have a huge communication with my parents because they're the huge key why I keep going, like I said before. So, Reggie's a message today of, of not giving up really kind of resonates with you, especially today. Yeah, that's good. Dude. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan, everybody loves Michael Jordan. Everybody thinks he's the GOAT, but he missed in his career five shots. You ready? Let me break that down for you. Threes, only threes, 500 43,210 threes he missed, and nobody remembers that. He missed 500,000-plus threes, and no one rem- all they remember are the rings, the titles. So in other words, you never shoot, you can't score. Yeah. So you got to go for it. Yeah. And that's what you did. Keep on. Now there's another one. There's going to be another one, and you got to go for it. You got to go for it. You're going to make it. That's good. Well, anytime I, I'm, you know, I hear about Jordan, I'm speechless. So there's a moment, Christian. Going back to you for for a second. Again, uh, seven months left in your journey here, and you've learned quite a bit. My question to you is, how do you want to give that back to the people that are sitting in your chair, maybe in the fresh in their freshman year right now, or maybe the uh, the eighth graders you won't get to meet that are going to be freshmen. What, 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 do you, what do you give to them? What's your nugget of wisdom, just as Reggie has given his nugget today? I really don't have um, something, but I just want to let them know that it's okay to make mistakes during the way because you're never going to be that perfect person that you always want to be. Like, even famous people make uh, little mistakes, and if it wasn't for those little mistakes, they would never learn from that, and then they would strive to do better and then just grow after that little by little. Well, that's something. You said you didn't have something. Yeah, that, that's an that's an amazing something. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It that was, was good. Really it, good. It was good. Uh, I'll tell you what. I I um I purposely didn't prepare any kind of questions, and and because I want this to be a free flowing conversation, we're going to now open it to the audience. I know you've probably been itching to have something. Anyone? Anything out there? Crickets. I know you have something, Maddie. Crickets. Who's Maddie? Where's Maddie? Right here. That's right. Go for it, Maddie. That. Step up to the microphone, Maddie. Come on, Maddie. Let's give her a big round of applause. Maddie. You are an accomplished senior here. I say accomplished because, you know, most times people might see senior year as a time to kind of kick it into low gear. But but Maddie has actually done the opposite. She's in about like a five million clubs on top of being a, a very – uh, excellent speaker. So I'm going to let you take over for a minute, Maddie. Go for it. And by the way, uh, Reggie, they do an independent podcast for the School of Social Justice called, what is it called? Social with a Side of Justice. Social with a Side of Justice. It's an offshoot of coffee and a conversation. And with that, I'm going to let you take over. I mean, we had our conversation downstairs after the assembly. It was, I told him it was really touching to me because of my story leading into yours. It was um, it was really moving, and like it did. I will be honest; it did make me cry. And even sitting here listening to you talk again, it did make me cry again, because 
there's not many people that I know of that have the same or similar story to me. And, like, knowing what you went through and um, had to go through to be the person you are today really did, like, touch my heart. So what piece of advice do you feel you have for people like us? Share your story. The more, the more you're able to share your story, not only the more hope you can give to someone else, but the more you can let yourself heal yourself. The more you hear yourself saying, you know, it's okay. My mom gave me away. It's okay. The more you can hear yourself say that, you may not feel it at the time, but on the inside of you, it's doing something to make you hope. But it's also giving someone else the opportunity to find hope in sharing their story someday. So it's almost as if I took the baton, I'm running, and today I was able to hand it to you, and I was able to hand it to Chris. Now you guys are running, and you're by sharing your story, sharing your hope, and that is going to help someone else. And uh, what you guys are doing, your whole justice is that that's your generation. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm 59. My generation, I am the... I'm the phenom in my generation because my generation, we love to keep what we got. We work hard for it. It's mine. I'm going to spend it the way I want. I ain't doing that. You guys are like, I work hard. I'm going to give it to the dude on the street corner with a cardboard sign. And I'm not even going to think about that they're going to go get more drugs with it. But I'm doing my part to say I'm giving you hope right now. That's what you got. A lot of people don't give your generation the, uh, the, the props that they should but having that kind of heart, that kind of caring. But you're the generation that's literally digging fresh water wells all around the world. You guys are the ones who are standing up for women's rights in Iran. You guys are the ones who uh, started the Black Lives Matter. It's the older ones in your generation that have done all those things. And, and you know, whether you believe in those things or not, we should applaud you for at least doing something. Yeah. And I just want to thank you guys for doing something. And that's, that's, that's highly admirable. I feel like having this conversation and going forward with this information and all the hopes and dreams that you are projecting into the world right now has really changed a lot of people's outlook on the world. And, like, me personally, like, I wasn't always at the place that I am right now. Like, over the course of the summer, I lost my birth mom. And I never really had a conversation with her. And nobody really knew. And it was okay. But that really did take a toll on me because I felt like I should have pursued something. And I feel like now, like, I have a purpose. And I did lose myself over the course of COVID and all of that. But I told myself senior year, I'm, I'm going to make my mark pretty much. So I started the club. I, I made... I made better grades, like, I made honor roll. Like, I had never done that before because back then I just didn't care. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. But now I feel like I can go forward with my future and my dreams. So well, There you go. Can't change your past. Can't. But you can change your future. Mm-hmm. You can. So just, like, um, I'm going to bring it back to your website one more time. Come on. So <laughs> as I look deeper into it, I saw messages that you received from um, the high schools you went to go visit or like all the schools you went to visit. After reading all those, how does it make you feel knowing that you left your mark on them? It's it's an honor. I mean, I'm, I don't and a lot of people would say I got the big you can get the big head or anything. But no, 
it's very humbling. Um, I had a, a teacher not too long ago shook my hand and said, I hope you take this the right way, but I'm sure I'm glad you're on our side. And, yeah. and I took it the right way because I understand what they were saying. They were saying, if I wanted to believe in something that's totally wrong and stood up on my box, somebody's going to follow me down a road exactly. that's really wrong. Yeah. And she was saying, thank God that you're on our side because you're, you're fighting for hope. You're fighting for love. And I understood that. Um, it just The challenge is to stay the course, you know, to, stay, to keep, keep on track and to keep this going, to keep hope, keep the message that you can make it. And, and it's very important to do that. So sometimes you have to go back and make sure that your core friends are the ones who are helping you. Over in the side, there's a guy named Preston. Beside him is a guy named Phil. Phil's from Melbourne, Australia, wow. right? And Preston's from Vineland, New Jersey. <laughs> and them two are the closest two people. They're, they're just, those two boys are tight. They're real tight. And years ago, in all, we went to a <laughs> tour in Australia, and they met on a school tour in Australia. And now years later, you know, we've watched all of our, our each other's kids grow up. Uh, Preston, I held the day his son was born. The next day, I was at the hospital in New Jersey, and I held him. And I've made every birthday. And this coming weekend, another birthday, and we're going to have a party because that's what we do. And you, because you find people with justice that are like that have the same mindset, mm -hmm. then you can run together. Yeah. And you find those things. And you find, you find family that may not be blood, but it may even be deeper than blood. It may be what you believe in. So you have to be willing to just stick the course and find those people. And even if you're not together every day, you know, society now, you can talk to people around the world within seconds and you can stay in touch. But you got to never be a loner. You're not alone. You're never alone in this. There's people who can help you and you got to run with them. So that's awesome. So that's why I just keep on one school, one kid, one country, one person at a time. There's love within everyone. Absolutely. You just yeah. got to look hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. So speaking of, I heard your uh, your message, and it really touched me, like, very deep, because I recently um, I recently lost my grandma, and this connects because, I, like you said, um, it, it, when you were uh, six years old, you wanted to scream, why me? So I just locked myself in the room and I, I wanted to scream why me, but I didn't I never want my parents to hear yeah. um my pain because then they're gonna be in pain. And that's what really Chris, you have a good heart. Could you hear what he just said? He's looking out for everybody. Yeah, but absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just I've been telling him that since freshman year. <laughs> it's very admirable. But you know what? Uh, sometimes your parents need to hear you. That's how you get the help. Yeah. We're double teaming him now, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but so he knows. Hey. He knows. I've been on his back since freshman year. She has. She's been one of my day ones. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That's cool. I'm going to tag in here and uh, remind all of you that there are services available to all students through the school-based youth services for whenever you need to have a conversation, or maybe just want someone to listen, or maybe you just want to be still. We provide space and we provide faculty that are there for you. Um, and even some peers, um, a peer network that you can speak to. So to echo Reggie's sentiment, you are never alone, especially here in the Green Wave. Uh, we are happy to provide uh, any of those support services you might need. And so 
if you have any questions, check out the school-based youth services. And I'll be honest. Let me just jump in and just say, um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your your faculty staff and the leaders that you have, your superintendent, your principals. So aren't you glad you go to a school that finds guys like me and says, let's bring them in so that everyone can have the hope that they need. So just clap for your school, your administrators, the leaders. Though one of them I see is in the room now, and I could could be good props for me. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. So I'm going to let the professionals at the mics handle that business. Take it away, Chris, and take it away. All right. So that's been it for today. Thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure having Reggie Dabbs. Till next time. My name is Marcus Rodriguez, director of DEI, proudly at Long Branch Public Schools, here with some very awesome seniors from the Social with a Side of Justice podcast. Have a great rest of your day.